it's technology, so it does what it wants. Dude, I love it. So, everybody, welcome to the Logical Shaman Podcast. Uh, I'm Zach, and today is another episode of Interviews, where I do an interview uh, with someone I know, someone I don't know, and try and get to know them. Um, again, that's why I call it intraview instead of interview, because it's not just something between us. It's something I want to get to know what's inside of you. So intra means from within. Um, so, you know, I encourage my guests to, to be themselves and let's just have an interesting conversation. So today I'm welcoming John Kadina, who oh, is an old friend and colleague of mine. I've actually worked with him uh, at different, different positions at work, and uh, he's just an interesting person that was uh, kind enough to come on the podcast when I invited him. So um, everybody welcome John. Thank you. I appreciate the, the cool introduction. It's really cool. I like it. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, pretty relaxed right now. I'm excited for this, uh, this new thing that you're starting up. And it seems extremely interesting and it seems fun and it seems very entertaining. But also, I, I find it fascinating as far as like educational. You put a, like an educational aspect to it. Which is for sure, yeah, pretty cool. That's the I guess the logic side. It's yeah, like, yeah. No, yeah. and I, I just find that value. I want to provide value. I mean, I've I've listened to a lot of podcasts in my life and taken in a lot of info, mm -hmm. and I feel like if it just sits there and you never share it and you never do anything productive with it, it's kind of wasted time. So, you know, I want to I want to put that to good use and hopefully help some people out and, you know, have, just do something different. You know, I love it. This might inspire other people to do podcasting or do other things. You know, so. Yeah, I definitely like it. Sure, but, ideas. Yeah, thanks for coming. We got our tea. Cool. I think we're all cozy. Mine's hot, and uh, so I'm keeping it here. Excellent. So it off. <laughs> well, I got so basically, um, you know, this isn't like a formal interview, but I I always ask my guests like some interests they have, topics that they're knowledgeable about, or just want to talk about. Cool. So um, definitely, I love your list. First of all, I love everything that you sent me. I was like, oh, that's interesting. That's something I like. Or yeah, yeah. So this is gonna be fun. Cool. The first thing I have here is self-awareness. Ooh, okay. What does that mean to you? Why is that something that was that's actually on top of your list? So It literally is, and I like that you bring it up first. I mean, I mean, where do you start? I mean, self-awareness, in my opinion, is just an amazing tool that you can apply, that you can use on, your, on a day-to-day -day basis mm -hmm. to improve your life and improve yourself. And... How does it how does it help you? How do you think? I know it, it's it, a big question. No, 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 it's great. It 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 helps me in ways that I I in ways that you want to improve. So for me, if I'm if I have some sort of habit that really isn't serving me or my life, mm. I essentially, you know, I, f I try to figure out what that is. Right. And in order to figure that out, you need to ha learn some sort of self-awareness. You need to be self-aware. Uh, for me, it, it comes down to starting with your thoughts because we 100 percent literally it starts with our thoughts. And then from there, our thoughts just literally run in circles every single day. Um, it can be I mean, I talked about this in one of my previous podcasts, but like if you're not aware of your thoughts and you're not, um, if you don't realize that you are not your thoughts, that your thoughts are just a part of you and they should be a tool, they can kind of control you. If, if your thoughts, like you said, are just running around without thought, without your being aware of them, mm -hmm. then they can really control how you see yourself and the world and, 
and can disempower you, you know? Yeah, not only that, you, you can potentially become a victim and a prisoner of your own mind. 100%. And that is not That's cool the worst prison. kind of prison, really. That's, yeah. that's the hardest one to get out of, you know? So maybe if you want to conceptualize it, maybe the, you can conceptualize self-awareness as a key. And that key is opening something in your mind, potentially, or un unlocking your mind. Mm -hmm. So that's that's the way I viewed it. That's more so leaning towards like a Buddhist philosophy. I can see that. I mean, I think it's, uh, it's funny you bring up religion. I, when I think of self-awareness, I always think of the Bible story, um, Genesis. When when man is in the Garden of Eden and everything's perfect and he eats from the, the tree of, of the knowledge of, of good and evil, I think what that really represents deep down is man's like self-awareness, like becoming self-aware of seeing themselves, seeing that they're naked mm -hmm. and the good and the bad things that come from that because... You know, life was a lot easier before we developed self-awareness in a lot of ways. You know, you see the animals just running around. I have dogs and cats here right now. They're just being themselves 100%. They're not self-aware in the way that we are. They're just existing as a dog, as a cat, 100%. Mm. So there are some, you know, negatives to self-awareness I can see, too, of where, you know, you can um, be thinking too hard about trying to be something instead of just being, you know, a little bit too. Oh, I love that you brought that up. Does that yeah. make sense? I've, I've been in, I've been stuck in that circle yeah. at some at points in my life consistently. Do you, anything yeah. you can share? Anything? On uh, that that you think about? Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I think uh, it was more so desperately trying to get past a depressive fa uh, phase in my life. Mm -hmm. And I was so desperate to get out of that. And it, for some reason, the only way I thought I could get out of it was really just to grow and learn and try to figure something else new. Mm. Because mm. This, the same thought process, the same thoughts that were circling around in my mind yeah. were just keeping me stuck. Right? Sure. Or some people call it a rut. Yeah. So you have to find <laughs> a way to break that pattern. Exactly. But so when I started doing that, I started gaining a little bit of momentum. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I started gaining momentum, I got excited. It's true. But there, there is a point where you overdo it. And I, obviously, you don't realize it until it's kind of too late. So that too late process was me just learning a lot, taking out a lot of information, not necessarily applying it to anything. Mm -hmm. But I was just constantly consuming information, not sure. really doing anything with it. Right, right, kind of what I was saying earlier. Yeah. And I, I understand that. I mean, new ideas are powerful. Like, I feel like I'm yeah. always looking for new ideas. Yeah. You know, I just like... You want to see what's that new thing or how can I combine it, ways of combining things that are already in your mind in new ways. Yeah. So you want, so it's good, you know, again, everything in moderation, like anything can mm -hmm. be used too much. Self-awareness could be, could be a bad thing, you know, if it's, if it's too much or it's out of your control. But mm -hmm. um, in general, I definitely think it's, it, like you said, it unlocks a lot of doors and opportunities um, for growth, you know. Potentially. That, Potentially. I like how you brought up ideas, though. Uh, ideas are amazing, but they're only, in my opinion, I think they're only amazing when they can be applied to the, to the physical world. That Something we live useful. In, right? Because we can have a million ideas per day. We don't do anything with them. Once, yeah. Once nothing's going to happen. Have you ever heard the term navel gazing? Nope. I, I think it comes to me like just staring at your belly all day, but... <laughs> <laughs> is this the thought where you're just sitting there thinking random thoughts that don't ever do anything? Like, how many angels can you fit on the head of a pen? Like, these ideas that have no point of answering or, or have no effect on your life. Yeah, you know? I like that. 
for sure. Which can be fun. I, you know, I def- I love you know comic books and I love uh, adventure stories and science fiction. So, you know, I, I think it's great to explore ideas. But again, everything, it's, anything can be taken too far. You know, I much prefer philosophy that has an effect on your life and actually mm. means something, and it's not mm. just like. Well, you know, maybe there's no such thing as good or evil, and uh, and it's just it's just nothing. It doesn't affect anything. It's just you know. Yeah, I don't know. It, it seems like it, it, the way you perceive ideas is there's like a entertaining aspect of it from you. Definitely. The way you look at it, it's very entertaining. Mm-hmm. Like it's fun. Yeah, definitely it can be. It can be scary too, but <laughs> yeah, it depends. Although people like that too. People like horror sometimes, and they want to explore the dark side. So I get that too. Dark side of what? Of uh, the psyche of uh, Ooh, okay of ideas because ideas aren't all happy you know yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. ideas are are not fun and they're uh, they're scary yeah so that's trippy yeah <laughs> well this kind of ties into another thing that you mentioned was psychology mm-hmm. what what makes you interested um, in psychology and have you done anything um, like in that field well in t- no like learning no i'm not okay. trying to get a degree i would maybe at some point in the future sure if i if i ever end up getting spare time to actually pursue a degree in psychology yeah why not it's just something you're interested in it's just yeah i like to dabble with it i yep. like to learn different things uh about psychology because ultimately i can learn something about myself right kind of ties into self-awareness it's a tool, it's yeah, a tool definitely to, so if i learn something about the human brain or and how it applies to me, it kind of make I can conceptualize as to why I'm doing a certain thing that's maybe not serving me. No, that makes perfect um, sense. Like why, why is somebody that had a, a terrible traumatic experience in water when they were a kid right. so terrified as an adult, mm-hmm. knowing full well full well that they can get in the water, mm-hmm. and you know that's you know below their knees, but they're still terrified to get in it just sure. because of that. So there's something in the psyche that prevents them to do that. So Definitely. that type of memory, that traumatic memory controls them. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how long ago it was. So that 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 kind of part like is so interesting to me. Like yeah. where, where somewhere where self-awareness would help you, you know, break out of or yeah. doing some kind of work. I mean, it's, yeah, psychological damage is, is definitely a huge problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of people that are traumatized from their childhoods and how mm-hmm. they were raised and you know, I, I think that ultimately leads to a lot of the bigger things that we see in society with, you know, governments like murdering people and, mm. and people going crazy and shooting up, you know, schools and whatnot. Like yeah. psych- psychology and, you know, how people are raised and how we treat other people is is really everything. Like, you know, how we raise our kids and how we, you know, treat people ultimately leads to the society that we have and, and how we see the world, you know. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It's, it's a big deal. Um, yeah, it's a big deal. At least for me in my life, I'm more selfish that way. And then maybe if if I learn, how are you more selfish? Wait, what do you mean? I I have this thing where I feel very selfish because I'm very, I'm, it it, it could be it could be a limiting belief on my end. What could be? I'm sorry. It, okay, so <laughs> this is interesting. No, this is good. To explain. Okay. It there's the how do I explain this? I spend a lot of time. Um, learning more about myself okay and in, in these topics that we're talking okay. about currently yeah so i consider it a little bit selfish because i, I put see. so much time it's almost like a guilty kind of like have people feel- told you that like no you have a big ego or you're like obsessed with yourself no that's or- totally me in my head it's all definitely you- not did anyone like going back to childhood did did 
your parents or anything say that sort of thing to you maybe that put that probably not say probably nothing specific nothing specific i think um yes so at some point in my childhood there was a there was a a feeling of not being enough mm. that that belief formed right i don't yeah. know where it came from but i think that's pretty common yeah for yeah sure. but i've been i've been i'm like determined to figure that out for myself to see what i can do to um you know change it what um you know because i would i would make the argument that selfishness isn't bad like mm. like rational selfishness is like how we have the best things like is how our society has progressed like if you're not you know, selfish to some degree. You you don't invent microphones. You you don't invent mm. light bulbs. You, you know you don't in, you don't make it easier <laughs> to do laundry. You don't invent washing machine. You know it's it's humans' desire for 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 themselves. Yeah. You know that leads to helping other people. You know selfishness doesn't always lead to like a zero sum game where I have to hurt you to help myself. Like. Selfishness can help me and everyone else if I'm figuring out things that are good for people in general. You know, definitely from that perspective, yes. I need to, I need to rewire that in my head. No, yeah, no, no shoulds or no needs, but <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I mean, again, yeah, I, it could be, it could be a helpful way to look at it. You know, at least a different way. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see, what's the next? Ooh. I like this tea. Is it is a good tea? Mm-hmm. Just regular like green tea from Publix. It's, it's not good. a sponsor of the show, but if they want to be, just let me know in the comments. You can email me. Yeah, email me directly. A logical shaman. I don't know what my is really email is. I'll have to remember that. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> you don't I think it's logical shaman podcast at protonmail.com, but I could All be right. wrong about that. I've only used it once to, to make the channel and then have to use it again. <laughs> so funny. So another topic that okay. I am also passionate about cool. that you mentioned. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. But I, you know, I want to know where you're coming from. Okay. Is uh, crypto or cryptocurrency oh, wow. and Bitcoin? So I don't, I don't know if you put it on there just because you wanted to learn more about it. But I'm curious to know where you're yes. coming from. I'm. It's to and me. I haven't, I haven't talked about it on the channel yet, so I want to use this as an excuse. Oh, okay, okay, okay. To me, this is my perspective. It's a complete phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. A, a movement. Um, it, it's very, it's very random, but it's saying something about current establishments that we have today. Yeah. It's saying it's, when it's, I'd say that's why it's not random, it's a direct response to it's a response. What, yeah. What's going on. Um, and it's super interesting. I love it. I love any type of movements. I love when, uh, when people can kind of get together and, and work towards bettering something. I love yeah. that, that aspect of it. Exactly. Um, as far as like what I'm hearing from or what I'm reading on different things, it, it looks like uh, the current establishment already has like plans to to do something about cryptocurrency, which I don't know what what it is but specifically. But there's they're ideas. always threatening. They're always threatening. Saber rattling. <laughs> and uh, like this this really famous billionaire investor uh, Ray Dalio. Have you heard of him? I don't think so. He he's really interesting. He's actually a really cool person. Mm-hmm. Um, he he said something along the lines that don't be surprised that eventually uh, the United States would ban uh, Bitcoin at some they point. They might. I've um, I've also heard the argument that it's actually going to help them out tremendously. Yeah, and it, in securing the dollar because if a lot of a lot of these smaller countries use the dollar, um, and so if if they if people are trying to get the dollar to buy Bitcoin and other crypto, it actually helps 
propagate the dollar in fiat currency to, to, to just not not most not most fiat currencies but the biggest one like the dollar is it, mm-hmm. it could potentially help them but I, I've heard both I've heard both that you know the government might come after it but let me let me bring up this did you okay. hear about uh, Nigeria no I heard about I think India banning yep. it Nigeria also banned it Really, and it's actually only become more popular since because they banned they it, banned it? <laughs> and they it trades at a premium there. Like Love Bitcoin it. is worth more there than it is elsewhere. So, so with that being said, that's pretty interesting. So they can't governments can't really stop crypto. Like they can ban you from selling it, or like say they're gonna take your money if you make money on it, or they can try and confiscate it. But it's not confiscatable like gold, hmm. and they can't shut off the Bitcoin network without just shutting off the entire internet in their country. Mm, right. And governments have become pretty addicted to the internet and technology just like people have and they're using it to spy on us and do all this crazy stuff. So they don't really want to shut that off either. So Bitcoin is kind of attached whether they like it or not. So at least for now. So I guess what I'm hearing is it doesn't really matter if they ban I think it's, Bitcoin if anything, it's only good it's, for Bitcoin. It's going to make it more popular. Well, and, and what is going to happen is as as Bitcoin becomes more and more established and more banks buy it, which like yeah. Goldman Sachs is buying it, you know, PayPal, and then big yeah. companies like Tesla and uh, MicroStrategies, mm-hmm. um, it's going to become the, the government that buys fully into Bitcoin mm-hmm. and maybe crypto in general, but I think Bitcoin is the linchpin. It's like the main thing. Mm-hmm. The first government that goes all in on Bitcoin, they win because Bitcoin, again, is not going anywhere. And the other governments will kind of have to start buying some if they want to hold their value. Um, so, it, you know, it's going to become a race to who can get the most Bitcoin for governments, not who can ban it, you know. That's and the ones that ban it will miss out on the innovation mm-hmm. and people will move to where the Bitcoin is treated best. Have you heard about Ripple? I have heard of it. Yeah, it's like it's supposed to be more of a currency, like easy to spend. What do you what do you there, know? Well, I, there's a correlation between Ripple and XRP. Yes, and XRP has been having this um, this craziness about what the SEC about SEC is uh, yep. suing him. For I have not reason. been following it very closely, but I know they've been threatening. It, yeah, yeah. So far, I think Ripple has been winning that case. I think they've been doing well, and I know XRP um, has done well. It's gone up quite a lot since it was initially had the problem. Okay, what I've heard that was pretty interesting, I don't know if this is fact or not, mm-hmm. but um, Ripple has some ties or connection with the actual uh, federal government. It might, yeah. Which is pretty interesting in that well, government And governments will, like China just did, was make their own digital mm-hmm. yuan, um, and the, the everyone will make the digital dollar and they'll They'll kind of say it's a crypto, but it's not really a crypto. It's just like Fed coin. It's just controlled by by them, you know. So, you know, and I think that that'll be fine. And that, again, will just help people get more into Bitcoin. It'll be easier to buy Bitcoin when you already have a digital dollar. And you're like, well, it's it's already digital anyway. Why not just uh, buy the one that's not going down in value constantly like, you know, the actual fiat dollar? Yeah, and to be honest, I'm already used to it. I'm... uh... I constantly use just my card. I never carry. I never take out cash. All yeah, my most money, people don't have cash already. I mean, all my money's in yeah. my bank account, just sitting there. It's just ones and zeros yeah. in the bank anyway. It's already digital, so it is what it is, I guess. Yeah. No, I, it, I had one other point, but I totally forgot what it was. Oh my now. bad. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> I'm liking the conversation so far. For all right, sure, cool, man. cool. Did you have anything else on on crypto you wanted to mention before we move on? 
on crypto specifically mm-hmm. how are we on time oh we're doing fine cool there's no time limit this oh, is they no. can't they can't shut us down yet so all right cut this out <laughs> cut this part out no i'm playing um nothing that comes up to mind not yet we could come back to it if well we this could. this kind of ties into the next topic too the current okay. financial establishment mm. what are your thoughts Damn. on the well as far as i'm aware uh, as far as i'm aware based on what I think I learned, mm-hmm. right? Nothing. I, I'm really speaking off of, like, interesting things that really resonate with me right. regarding how money works, how this economy works. That's a big question. It is. I feel like most people on the street would, if you just say, well, hey, what is money? They wouldn't be able to give you a very good answer. Dude, money is, money is literally, literally is just a piece of paper, mm-hmm. but we agree that this is money. Like, right. Like if the Fed prints up fucking pens, well, especially current. That's what the dollar is. I would you know, say it's not ha- backed up by anything. hard money, like Bitcoin. I think is actually much more valuable by nature because, mm-hmm. like the like the like you said, it's just a dollar. And do we have the power to print more dollars? Mm-hmm. Can we control where that comes from mm-hmm. or the interest rates or all these things? Like we have no control over that at all bitcoin is an established protocol mm. that's never going to change there's only ever going to be 21 million you, you can't print more bitcoin when you want to go to war or when you want to you know buy out uh what does it save the banks when the banks are collapsing and then you know mm. it, it just doesn't work the same you know well, that's like the beautiful part i think that's where the the keyword centralized comes yes. into play that's yep. bitcoin is not centralized right the dollar that we use every day is centralized by who? Yeah. The Federal Reserve. As Carlin said, it's a big club and you ain't in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you heard that before? That's a good one. Yeah. I mean, no, that's literally what it is. Yeah, you know, yeah. They, and it, and that, that's the other cool thing about Bitcoin, just to, just to tie it back in, but that, that um, it can become the world's you know, reserve currency, whether countries want it to or not, because it just is stable. It's like mathematics. It's like... Mm-hmm. It's like physics. It just works. Mm-hmm. And then by people will just start comparing what is the dollar worth to Bitcoin today, not to be like, oh, Bitcoin went up this amount, but to see how are other fiat currencies doing in relation and, oh, the dollar went down today. And this, it'll make them either, either their dollars will become more and more worthless faster because of, of Bitcoin, or the Fed will have to have sound money and, and actually make it backed by something in order to compete with Bitcoin. So they'll have yeah. to make fiat better. Yeah. So I think it could start a competition for better money. I think so. I think that would be pretty cool. I think I think Bitcoin is the new age type of gold, the new type of asset. Yeah. Even though it was originally created as a currency, yeah. it's just uh, it stores value. Yeah. Right? It you just store it there. Um it holds its value, it's increasing. Mm-hmm. So do you think maybe Bitcoin would be the standard and fiat currencies that's not backed up by anything? would be compared against that right? yeah 100 percent. you know i think That'd in 100 years if if assuming bitcoin hasn't been hacked by then or you oh, know fuck. see I, that's that's the other thing is bitcoin can grow and change too it's not static bitcoin mm. gets updates and if quantum computing comes out and can hack bitcoin they could just make quantum bitcoin and have the quantum upgrade so it yeah. can resist it you lost me you but, lost me there. yeah <laughs> I'm lost. But no, I think the Bitcoin standard is is something that can happen again, whether Bitcoin, wh- whether governments want it or not, because again, they can't stop it. 
So, and you can always compare your current local currency to Bitcoin globally. Mm, mm. So it's, it can become a global standard. In a, that's what I'm saying. Yes. Kind of from the ground up. And that's a book actually called The Bitcoin Standard. I don't know if, if you said that on purpose. It's a podcast. I did. I have and no idea. I forget the author, but if you uh, Google Bitcoin Standard, it's a great book. And a, awesome. a good uh, podcast, actually, too. There you go. That's the next one. <laughs> well... What about, so let's see, what do you have here? Oh, I like this topic too. I, I, maybe you could teach me something here. So creating wealth through assets. Oh, wow. What does that mean? This And this all kind of flows too. This was just your Creating topic. wealth through assets. Well, is, is that something you're currently doing? Or I think this is, well, I think it's, it's important to have it, especially because of this volatile type oh, of market yeah. we live in. It's like essential. Like we were just talking, like Bitcoin is an asset, mm-hmm. right? 100%. Anything that you can dump your money to it into, right? So let, let's start out with the basics. Mm-hmm. If you have cash sitting in your bank account that's not doing anything, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. What's the point? Maybe earning 0.0001% interest? Bro, it is, that, is that helping? No. Oh, okay. Nothing. Because, why do you think that is? So there's a big word called inflation. <laughs> yep. And that goes right? back to central banks and yeah. Which which <laughs> concerns me now because yeah. they're just handing out paychecks to every like trillion dollar stimulus checks. And like zero like percent interest loans for like, yeah. Like it's candy, bro. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, okay. So immediately some a light bulb went up in my head. I'm like, okay, so I have this cash now. Where can I put this cash? Right. So where to where it can grow. Right. Mm-hmm. So it comes from an idea of literally making your money make more money for you. So that's essentially yeah. if you can figure out how to create asset or find an asset that you can, you know, put the, the incoming cash, the, in, the income that you currently have mm-hmm. and control it in such a way that you have you can create potential passive income in the future. And you can create business. A business is an asset. If you create it pro- yep. properly, that's that's an asset. Yep, yep. Uh, another popular one that it, everybody's into is real estate. I was going to say housing, definitely. Yep. I love real estate. That's so awesome. Okay. Um, what else? Bitcoin, anything like that. So mm-hmm. I guess the idea is like if you have a lot of cash in your bank account, don't think that it's that's a good thing. Yeah. That's not necessarily. Well, it's just a good losing thing. value constantly. Right. So you and faster now as they print more and more money. So take that money put it into something that can increase in value over time that way as time goes on as you get older mm-hmm. you know you're increasing your net worth and that way you don't have to you know work at Walmart when you're fucking 60 years old well and that's a big <laughs> mindset change cuz most Americans as i understand it don't even have a savings like they they maybe have 500 or 1000 in the bank and they're living you know paycheck oh. to paycheck so this is a big mindset change for a lot of people. It's incredible and it's difficult and I think it's even more difficult now because you, the US in general is a huge consumer society. Like yeah. that's literally spend 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 buy that, things you want and yeah. Right? Don't and, save and don't plan for the future. <laughs> that's really the message. It's yeah. literally the economy. That's how that's part of the reason why the US is so is number 1 right now right. because of these big corporations that I look at as monopolies, mm-hmm. Amazon. <laughs> no, I'm just right. Playing. No, a lot of them. Um, and they're so good. They're great companies, mm-hmm. but we just get hooked on using it because it's so. Especially now with this whole pandemic thing. Yeah, they're so convenient. It really helped them out a lot, didn't it? Yeah, they. Oh yeah, it did. It makes our lives a lot easier. But if we don't understand, it, it just boils down to 
are you a consumer or a producer? Mm -hmm. I think, in my opinion, in America, it would be wise to either be lean more towards being a producer, so that way you have more money coming towards you, right? Yeah. Versus actually more money going out that you're just a consumer. You you know you go to the movies, you go out to party every night or every weekend. You do lots of things. You take a lot of trips. You know, take your Instagram photos on your boats. Yeah, distractions. Yeah, yeah. all kinds of things. You yeah. know, so it, it's just getting your priorities straight. And I think, um, sadly, you know, you got to learn that the hard way. Yeah, a lot of people do, or yeah. they never learn. But yeah, when you hit rock bottom, sometimes you know it snaps you into into self-awareness yeah. and you, you realize you got to make some changes or die or, you know, yeah. some other extreme. And since we're coming out of the industrial age, you know, have, have, you know, from factory workers, right? Our parents yeah. are probably like factory workers, yeah. industrial workers. They, that was the, the school system was set up to where you can actually yep. get degrees so you can get good jobs at these factories, mm-hmm. get your pensions and retire. The schools themselves were factories. You know, producing workers. Producing workers, yeah. right? So um, that whole thing is 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 a mess now. Like the, it's non-existent. So essentially, you were the the schools were creating middle the middle class. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. And now in today, 2021, I don't. I really it's not don't cutting think, it. It's well, not even middle class anymore. If you just do what you learn in school, you I don't. Know? Honestly, I don't think the middle class doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. I think either you, you know, you have you're building wealth and you have some type of assets going for you or you don't. Right. And if you don't, guess what? You're either poor or you're rich. Yeah. You're I don't think there's behind. no there's no in between anymore. And that's the scary part. You know what I mean? I think that's where all the tension build up is as far mm. as like wages, homelessness, um, inequality, that's where that word comes in. Right. It it all kind of like ties in together somehow and it's it's really it's concerning, but if you're aware of it and you can do something about it, you can learn to plan ahead right and still enjoy your life you know what i mean yeah and it, and you know like you said it could be overwhelming but i think it's important to realize it's really nothing new i mean this is really no. ever since humans figured came out of the the trees and developed some kind of society and and ways to interact with each other this kind of stuff has been you know going on and you know What's what's the again? I think it's George Carlin again that said, you know, imagine the the average intelligent person, and then realize most people are not as intelligent as that. <laughs> so it's like, you know, it, there's always there's always going to be people getting left behind. But I I do think in a lot of ways, you know, we society has has and capitalism really has brought people's level of of living standards up so high. Mm-hmm. So even people that are kind of getting left behind are also still enjoying a lot of the fruits of that, like, yeah, wealth, like that. Yeah. you know? So they, they, pretty much everyone has a phone or a TV now and has a fridge to store food so they're not, you know, food's not rotting and going bad all the time. Like, we have all these modern conveniences that allow us to live really easy lives, even if we're in the poor, you know, area of, of uh, finances. That's cool that you say that, because then that, that makes me think that it's just whatever your standard of living is. Mm. You know, if you're totally okay with what you have, and, and there's nothing wrong with that, right? Then as long as you're happy, you're healthy, you know, you you got what you need, yeah. and you're enjoying life, yeah, why not? I like the Bitcoin standard of living. <laughs> I think everybody does. And I mean, just kind of going back to that, you know, like savings, you know, like, it starts there. Like, if you're not thinking about saving and in fu- the future at least a little bit, you know, and setting so, just, people, that's the thing is people yeah. you, starting small 
can be discouraging, but if you're consistent with a small amount of investment, even if it's just into a savings account at first, mm-hmm. it will grow faster than you realize and it will it will help take some of that pressure off of life when you have something saved up and you have a few investments that are growing in, in wealth, you know, while you're slaving away at your day job, you know, mm-hmm. so you got to start somewhere. You know, I yeah. just encourage everyone to start with at least a small savings and put a little bit aside, you know, every paycheck consistently, you know. Yeah, depending on your lifestyle, it's easier said than done. Yeah. And also, I like I always like to add when I say save, I, I don't stop there mm-hmm. because, again, what I said originally, you know, if you have a lot of money just sitting in your bank account, they're not doing anything. Yeah. So it's saving to do what? So there's always a next step after saving. True. And then that's where you could take a large chunk of that big old savings um, account that you have and then put it into something that's going to make you more money over a long period of time. Yeah, so, 100%. I hope that helps. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Um, <laughs> and uh, so next next topic. Cool. What, what are your thoughts on plastic pollution? Oh, wow. I think you mentioned Dude. something about a... A business or a job you were doing? Yeah, well, it's related. right. Honestly, it's more so like a hobby um, that I'm trying out. It mm. could potentially turn into a business. Um, so I, I've kind of, I was looking into the recycling numbers uh, nationally in the U.S. and they're pretty horrible. I think the the industry standard of recycling out of the millions of tons of plastic that we use every year. Only about eight percent of that gets recycled. As uh, I feel like recently, I learned that a lot of the plastic that you recycle isn't even really recycled. Like they don't, yeah, they can't break it down properly, or it doesn't really get reused like you think it does. Yeah, and it's complicated because there's different types of plastic. Yep, and you need different types of equipment to recycle that specific type of plastic. Right, right. So it gets more complex as you learn about it. But essentially, what I was trying to figure out a way to maybe at least do something about it. Mm-hmm. And I found out that, you know, rightfully so, a lot of our cities have a huge responsibility of taking care of our waste, mm-hmm. right? Waste management. Right, right. Like here in Jacksonville and other cities. So what they generally use, as far as I'm aware, is something called uh, single stream recycling. Mm-hmm. And what that means is that they collect everything and put it all together. All the, the trash, food, plastic, all types of waste that, yeah. that we just throw out in, in trash bins. They don't put separate it. it. They put it all together because they have to be efficient, right? This is a lot of trash we're talking about. So what they do is they put in conveyor belts. They put in conveyor belts and they have workers, you know, as it moves along the conveyor belts, they start separating them. Yeah. All the, and they use machines too. There's technology that's doing that too as well. True. The only, the, the main concern about this is that when you mix the trash, the regular trash with the plastics, it lowers the quality of the plastic. Right. So as it's moving around from place to place, conveyor belt to conveyor belt, it lowers the quality of the plastic. Mm. And what happens is when it gets to a certain point, the individuals that get that plastic to recycle them, they can't, they can't do anything with it. Gotcha. They can't accept it. So when they don't accept it, what do you think happens after that? They just throw it away. They throw it in the landfill. Yeah. They sell it to other countries. And for some reason, it ends up in the fucking water. Yeah. So that so the part where it gets from I'm trying to intercept the part where it gets from the home to the single stream recycling uh, waste management before it hits that conveyor belt. Yes. Gotcha. 
So I, I, I tested this out already. Uh, I started out with surveys with different people, what they know about plastic and, yeah. and the ratings and everything like that. And right now, so far, I got about 10 clients every month setting aside their two specific types of plastic because I partnered up with somebody here in Jacksonville mm -hmm. that can process those two types of plastic. It's HDPE, number five, and no, number two, plastic. Like if this is the type of plastic, HD, yeah, say that again, HDPE. Uh huh. Don't ask me the, the, the that's technical okay. what it stands for. Yeah, yeah, it's Google, okay. Google it, guys. No, uh, HDPE and PP plastics. Okay. Okay. So basically any plastic that you have. Are you doing this for an, like a uh, retail level like or for Not businesses or like what a, is it just people you know like no, for I, their personal oh. trash or is it for like their business trash or what do you. Oh, or, that's a good question. I'm going to try to do both but right now it's just random people I knock on their doors and just oh, cool. pitch them on the idea. Excellent. <laughs> well, I know you have experience there that we yeah, used yeah. to do door to door together. So yeah. yeah, I know. I know that game. So yeah. And it's actually, it's pretty awesome response. A lot of people. I'd be are down. supportive. Yeah. Hey, sign me up. <laughs> okay. I'm not even kidding. Like, I'll, we'll, I'll try it. We'll I, talk about I used it. to separate my plastics anyway, and now I, I live in cool. an apartment, so there's really nothing to do with my separated <laughs> trash. So, it's great. I get a lot of great reception, a lot of good conversations. Most people are supportive. Mm. They just don't know what to do, and they're very unaware. How would I, would you want people in my audience to maybe contact you? Do you have an I email would, or something I would love about it. this? Where yeah, I could message you. Yeah, you can email me at Santiago S A N. T-I-A-G-O-J-996 at gmail.com. And then maybe you can put it under there. I will. I'll put it in the description on the video. Give you that link. Well, excellent. Yeah, that'd be so awesome. So what, what are they able to do with it now that you're intercepting it? So they collect it. They put it aside. And at the end of the month, I collect it. And mm -hmm. I transport it to the, the local plant that you know partnered up with me that accepted to do this. And he's just processing the plastic. He's able to actually recycle the nice. HDP and PP. Does he pay you for that or is he doing it for free or how does that work? So normally speaking, he, generally speaking, he just connects, for, he collects from big, big in industries that have weight, yeah. you know, like those big, he, he collects by the truckloads and he actually buys it off of. Gotcha. And then resells it. To, so for him, it's easy to throw your pile in yeah, as I'd, he's recycling. And I told him, I'll do it for free. I don't, you know, I'll just give you more business. That's awesome. And and I'll just be, so it was not, I'm not thinking about this as like a more profit. I'm not thinking, I already, ma I make a good living already. So yeah. I'm not worried about profiting off of this. It's just more so What's good. doing something about and the I, issue. I think if you did profit off of it, it wouldn't be bad either. Because you're, you're helping, you're filling a need, you know, that people have. And, and you're helping people out and the environment. You're helping the world. So... That's the idea. Oh, that's good, man. It feels good to do that. Um, and hopefully, I think it as time goes on, it's going to get more attention and more and more people are going to yeah. well, you know, find it. You you'll probably find new ways to do it and you know, ways to make it more efficient. And uh, right. That's a great start. I mean, everything's got to start small, like like the podcast here. <laughs> you know, you got to you gotta start somewhere. So yeah. That's awesome. And it, it's fun. I have fun doing it. I like talking to people and letting them know. And Do you have like awesome. a name for your... Oh, it's Recycling Pros. Recycling Pros. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Simple, easy to remember. That's it. Recycling Pros. Yeah. Is there a website like Recycling Pros? Not yet. I'm, I'm making... Com. I'm in the process of making a Facebook page. Okay. Um, I, I was thinking about actually creating a community of all my clients. Oh, nice. So everybody yeah. can, you know, basically look at the page, see who's, who's actually supporting this type of uh, movement. I like to call it a movement. 
And if they have questions and stuff, they can help each other out. And I, I can post, like, yeah. you know, things, like videos of how uh, our plastics, and just educating them, you know what I mean? That's a great so idea. So they're more aware. And as the community grows, more and more people start learning yeah. more about it. I love it. Well, and it's, uh, you know, it's something people could take up locally and to where, you know, especially since you're not concerned about profit, you don't have to, like, no. expand your business. You just have to ex- spread the idea, and then people can start doing this locally. Find the, so. find the plants near them that can take the plastic, and, and it would be an individual Yeah, I would love to have competition. Thing. I want people to copy my idea and do it. Yeah, you know that's what, I mean? what you could start is, well, you, you already said it, but using the forum and website, that can spread the idea yeah. to where people can be copying you and yeah. doing what you're doing in other places. Yeah, and it's pretty interesting to look at that because normally, when, you know, if you're trying to build something, you're like, no, this is my secret. I'm trying to, yeah. Right. Now I'm like, here, you do it. You want to <laughs> like, give out the secret sauce. <laughs> yeah, you're giving it for free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it. I oh, that's that. awesome. Yeah, it's cool. Maybe they can give them donations in Bitcoin, though. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Well, one other, we kind of talked about this a little bit already, but maybe we can kind of like, kind of wrap up and, and retouch on this. But you, okay. you separated them out, so I'm going to separate them out. Oh, careful. So it's um, <laughs> self-development and mindset. Yeah, that ties in. Can tie to self-awareness, but like, yeah. yeah what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, it, to me, mindset ties in with self-awareness. Uh, self-awareness is a factor in, in mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, self-development is just you growing as an individual to learn new skills, you know, to get outside your comfort zone, learn new skills in order to do the things that you want to do in this life. Right. Yeah. So if you have this crazy dream that you want to do it, you got to realize that you can't do it. Part of the mindset is like, I can do it. Mm-hmm. I just need to learn the skills to, to be able to achieve this and create this in my life. Yeah. But you have to, part of the mindset is like starting with the fundamental belief that you can learn. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's not if you can learn is, you know, how long is it going to take me to learn? And if it takes five, 10 years, if it's really your dream and you really want it, it's going to be worth it. And that first step is always the hardest, like like we were saying mm-hmm. about starting this this idea or, you know, with savings or whatever it is, like, you got to break through that that first step and it's okay to start small. You're just a, a person, one person, you know, you don't have to take the step and all of a sudden be Justin Bieber, you know, it <laughs> takes time and effort and a little bit of luck to, to break through certain things, but, yeah. you know, it's really important to not, like you said, let your mindset prevent you from trying from doing it from t- you know t- making progress yeah and just realize that you're gonna make a shitload of mistakes and that's just part of it yeah it's unexpected yeah, yeah. You, know, you have to make mistakes in order to not make yeah. mistakes anymore you know yeah yeah 100 percent well it's, it's been a good been a good talk i think yeah it has no plan um any anything else you want to share any like um websites or your social media or just ran any thoughts that you have before we wrap up today i really enjoyed uh talking with you thanks, cool i appreciate that yeah on. it's been awesome no I, I i enjoyed it a lot i hope to come back at some point and we could talk I think about we, some other stuff yeah we could have delved deeper on some of these yeah. these topics for sure so yeah um yeah you're welcome back anytime man awesome i love it cool. well, well thank you guys for tuning in to the logical shaman podcast uh Everyone have a great day and week and uh, life. (laughs) Bye. Have a good life.